1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10
0: per order, additional terms apply.
1: All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Hot Rod! What's happening, dude? All right, I got a question for you. All right. I'm going way in the studio, and I, got, and I got a and I got a Facebook message. A Facebook message? Yeah. I get them. The, uh, kind of interesting, actually. It's my, a friend my, of mine. mine.
0: probably aren't as interesting as you, yours are.
1: Well, you know, they're like... How did you get so handsome? And I'm like, years of practice, but uh, hey, it's hard being this cool all the time. But anyway, guys, no. I actually got a Facebook message. It's pretty, from
0: a, it's pretty easy lying though.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna. Which one's your bad knee? I ain't telling you. Ain't I'll get them both. Okay. Ah! <laughs> <You don't> Judo chop. <laughs> all right. So this is the thing. I had a, and actually a guy I used to work with, like one of my first jobs, working at Win Dixie. Who? and he was a produce manager, so he, he was you know he was a little bit older you know he, he was he was on the top end of the pay scale at the wd and uh but the thing that was back in the
0: 50s he was probably making around 575 an hour or so huh
1: he was the early 90s you
0: <laughs> radio edit richard and uh so anyway
1: good say boy gray was all over that drop button i love it i love it he had that drop button covered like Craziness. I mean it was nuts. But anyway, so he 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 contacted me and he's done well actually. He's started his own business, you know, yada yada yada. And he wants to buy his first collector car. Mm. And nothing puts more joy in my heart than dragging people over into the dark side of automobiles. I love finding their first car for people. I've done it several times and and, and I really enjoy it. Well this guy's got You're like a matchmaker. I'm like a car matchmaker. That's right. Eat your heart out, Spike Fernstein. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm a hot rod matchmaker. I'm not a car matchmaker. No, I will never rod. pick a Porsche out for you. I promise you that.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't do that to you.
1: I wouldn't either. But um, long story short.
0: Unless you're Charles Barber, I turned him onto a Porsche, actually. With an LS in it, maybe. No, it was just old 911. So, so,
1: anyway, so he's talking, and he says, you know, in that $15,000 range, he wants a really nice early 80s, late 70s vet. I got, got to the, think
0: about it. He grew up in that time frame. I got the answer for him, and I can interject a little odd rod into his flavor right off the rip.
1: Better follow that with a shot of penicillin. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's funny. So, so what would you pick in the Corvette genre, late, to, late
0: 70s, early 80s? $15,000 budget. Fifteen k, find you a decent halfway low miles, no problem. Seventy eight Indy Pace car Corvette, seventy eight Indy Pace
1: Corvette. You know they only made thirty thousand of them, so I mean, I think sixteen thousand for real. And uh, you know, and that was the one problem that you know when they when they came out, it was a collector's thing, you know, and they everybody put them up.
0: Well, in terms of pace cars, that's probably one of the most produced pace cars still, and probably one of the prettiest ones they ever made. I it's up there, yes, it's very much up there,
1: but. You know the thing that's cool about these late seventies and early eighties cars is you could drive this car every day if you wanted to. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely. a very driver user friendly car, and this is his first car, so obviously he doesn't want something to to mechanic on or restore. He just wants a nice collector's vet, and the first thing that popped in my mind, being the vet aficionado that I am, and especially a big C three Corvette fan. Um, there's a couple really red letter vets in that price range that 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 jump all over. Of course, you got the eighty two collector's edition vet.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, which is the one with the paint fade down the side. It's got that Winfield fade going on. Exactly, there. it does have the Winfield fade. You know, it's kind of a champagne color, and it's got the knockoff looking wheels on it. I mean, it's a it's a good looking car, and that's very and it even had in the, the leather. It was faded even. In I'm
0: that. not big on the champagne color, but that is a good looking vet.
1: That is a cool vet. Um, another really neat one, you know, when we we're in that early '80s spectrum, you, they actually came out '80 80 and '81. They actually had a color called Daytona Yellow, which was chrome yellow. Right. Um, Corvette Yellow. If, if you're living in South Carolina, it's Corvette Yellow. Yeah. And um, but and it had what they called Oyster Interior, which was almost an off white.
0: Right. 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 But it was
1: a beautiful HL color. Eggshell.
0: If you're painting a house,
1: it would, it would be eggshell. <laughs> but they called it Oyster White Interior. So we had Daytona Yellow with that Oyster White. That was a gorgeous color combination. You talk about, you know, with the with the deep-dish VET aluminum wheels, you know, right. white-letter BFGs. That's a beautiful car. And you can find those cars. I mean, like, I've seen several of those in the $12,000, $14,000 range. Nice cars. I'm talking about, you know, 60,000, 70,000-mile cars. Yeah. You know, maybe one repaint, and that's it.
0: Um and that's, that's about where the pace cars are settling, too. Right. You, and You find one in the to 70,000 miles.
1: And, and the thing is, I mean, you know, they're not really the most performance beast ever. Even if you got an L82, I mean, it's like 205 horsepower. But, I mean, you know, find you a nice one, of those, maybe even a four-speed one. That'd right. That'd be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you talk about a Canyon Carver from way back. These cars handle, and I mean, they're sexy. I mean, they're just gorgeous cars. Oh, the body, body lines on shape. those cars are,
0: are second to none. Yeah.
1: And, you know, or, or even if you want to get up in the cut-up Corvettes, I mean, you can get into, in that, price, in that price range, I mean, you can step into some Greenwood Vets. I mean, even ride ACI convertible if you shop around. So that's something kind of neat there. So this is what we're going to be looking at here in the next few weeks for him, and I, I'm really kind of excited and about that. And then he can get a die-cast
0: model of the vet and have a, a real metal vet
1: a real metal vet, to go inside your fiberglass vet. And on top of it, these cars were so cool. And, you know, the 80s and the late 70s, I mean, you got to think about it. We were coming into disco, and, you know, I mean, cocaine was hot. You know, I mean, John DeLorean, all these things going on at once. These are the one car that have a built-in cooler in the back. Yeah. and It perfectly holds a six-pack of...
0: Sodas,
1: Soda, yeah, or Candy whatever cars, beverage yeah. you would like to keep cool mm-hmm. in the back, and so that was kind of
0: within. This is a two seater car that holds six drinks cold. I think if I were going to buy one, um, a bet like that, I would want to. Um, I would want a steel bumper car. But see now, steel
1: bumper cars are out of your reach. I know. I mean, for 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 that kind of money, but, that steel bumper okay, car so, would be dead in the field.
0: So even if you couldn't get a steel bumper car, even even if that wasn't an option. Um, I think I would go after red on red. I want red car, red guts.
1: That that was a popular color combination. Red on black was extremely popular. Um, I did another pretty thing too. They had a silver anniversary event in '78. Also, yep. that was a that was a pretty car. Yeah. You know, and said that was another special edition for '78. Yeah. So that's something kind of neat there too. Um, so you know, in the next few weeks we're going. I'm gonna you know start looking around. I'm gonna start sending him some
0: pictures, kind of filling them out, see what he likes. But, but, I mean, I'm kind of excited about it. But you know what? You know, stepping away from the Corvette, there's so many other options in that price range if you want to get into your first starter car.
1: There is, but I think the Corvette, and I'll give him props. He's done his homework. He's looking for investment. And this is something I preach to people all the time. Oh, yeah. I buy cars on value. I don't buy cars on popularity. I don't buy cars. I mean, I buy cars I like. Right. But I buy on value. I mean, just like, perfect example, my C10 truck. And, and, I'll, and i'll even okay i'll go this far my dad's got the, the truck bug he wants to buy a truck <laughs> and i can't prime out of mine whenever it's within arm's reach he's driving it trying to get in it um you know he loves it and he, he drove it today and you know just a quick rundown i bought i wanted a c10 i held a buddy of mine with his 67 build right and it kind of then the truck bug got me i wanted me a pickup so I went out, and I bought one. And I probably went out and bought one of the finest C10s in the country when I did it. But, you know, factory, big block, short bed, you know, one-of-one, two-owner, yada, yada, yada. You know, all this stuff. And uh, But I bought it on value. Because right. that truck, you know, fads come and go, colors and billet wheels and things like that come and go. But this truck will always be a one-of-one, one factory, big block, da-da-da-da truck. Yep. And something they made millions of, and you've got something that's one of one that's saying something. Oh, yeah. So, like, my dad was talking, though, the other day, and he found this one pickup, and it's been it's been patinaed. And, you know, you got to think about it. You pay just as much now for a patina car as you can buy a nice car. Absolutely right.
0: And patina's a fad. I don't it, care what it, you it say. It really
1: is. I mean, they'll always be around. At
0: some point in time, we're actually going to start building nice cars again. Well, there's
1: going to be a patina deficit. Yeah. Everybody that paid big money for his patina cars... Are going to be buried in them. Yeah, absolutely. Or they're going to have to put more money into them and make them nice.
0: And I like them. And I do. I like them.
1: And, and I, I think they look awesome. And that's the thing, though. Like I told him I mean, so this guy's kind of smart. You know, he's buying on value. I mean, if you buy a nice C3 Vet right now, the values are, you know, affordable. But 10, 15 years from now? That's going to be a
0: very sought after car, especially if you take good care of it. You know, drive it, enjoy it, but love it, take care of it. It's like we preached on the show about all those 80s little supercars, you know, your Omni, your your Shelby's of the 80s. They're in the same category right now. They're low right now, but they're going to reach that value eventually. Well, they're
1: already starting to go up
0: in value. They are starting to go up. Speaking of going,
1: we got to go to a commercial break, though. That's right, guys. I'll tell you what. Stay tuned. we got a wild, wild top ten list coming up for you right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour.
0: Hot Rod. What's happening, dude?
1: So now what kind of crazy list have you done compiled now?
0: All right. So we've had all kinds of neat lists on the show. We've had lists about Dodges. We've had lists about trucks. We've had lists about Fords. One thing we have not done... Is had a GM list. A GM list? I'm intrigued. And in true odd rod fashion, I figured the top 10 forgotten classic Chevrolet cars that probably deserve better. Some of them so maybe the not. The top
1: 10 forgotten Chevrolet cars that probably deserved
0: better. Right. You know, some of them. I'll buy. Some of them probably don't deserve better, but I think some of them do. I really do. And first on our list is one that I actually have not forgot about, but it's the 1958 Yeman.
1: Well, I mean that was a classic station wagon. I mean the 58, like I said, was a single, like you talk about all the time, it's a single year car. Yep. I mean it's to its own. Um,
0: Which it, made this wagon that more easily forgotten. Well, that
1: and I mean, let well, I me mean, think about. What's the last time you see a 58 Chevrolet? Oh yeah. I mean you just don't see them in general. The uh, you know these cars were very—they're gorgeous cars. I mean, they're beautiful. station is very expensive to restore correct, um, because you—you you don't call year one and order fifty-eight Chevrolet parts. No, you do kind. not. Like- I mean, basically.
0: I mean, yeah, you got sedan parts that share, you know, from front doors forward. Yeah, but, but still, but, they're but not any of that of plentiful. Your
1: wagon pieces. Yeah, that's that, those are total. There's no repop of anything. No. Um, and it well, I mean, even fifty-eight Chevrolet parts in general. I mean, whatever is shared with a 57 Chevrolet or a 59 is the only thing you're going to get repop.
0: But this was a cool time for wagons, though, because all the wagons were available in a two-door or four-door model, and and the human was no different. And the cool thing about it is it had a fully washable interior with water and a sponge courtesy of the vinyl upholstery and the rubber floor mats. And the, it was utility and the linoleum covered cargo area area in the back. Hello, nineteen fifties. Linoleum. Yes, it had linoleum. Linoleum in the back. was a space age material back then. Yeah, the linoleum was like there was nothing better, and now we're like there's nothing worse. <laughs> but I mean, this was a very unique car. You know, the standard engine behind the eleven hundred series was the the two thirty five cubic inch blue flame straight six. Um, you know the 1200 series models. Uh, they got the equipped with the 283, the turbo fire small block, and then for '58, you know, uh, Chevy offered their first uh, f- production big block V8, the
1: 348,
0: the 348. So that's the, the thing, now
1: before the 348. And they
0: were in. They were available in the wagons, which those ones are few and far between. Oh yeah. Well, the thing I think about
1: the 348, which was also called like a W motor, um, you know, and then later on morphed into the 409 in the early '60s. But the thing you got to think about what you just said right there, the small block turbo fire actually wasn't considered a small block till 58. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, well, 55 was first year first for a small block Chevy. Yes, it was, but it wasn't called a small block Chevrolet in 1955 because there wasn't a big block. It was the only V8,
0: period. Yeah. So here's an interesting fact, though, on the the human. Uh, The two-door model was uh, sold brand new for $2,520. If you wanted to step up to the four-door model, it cost you an additional $54, coming in at $2,574, Would it actually made the four-door more exclusive because not as many people bought them, because they didn't want to splurge the extra $54 back in 58. So the four-doors are actually the rare ones in this one. Well, I wouldn't say necessarily
1: rare. It's also how they were ordered, probably, too,
0: though. So, you know, and then in 1959 ended that because the Brookwood took over for the wagon and both the two- and four-door body style. But I
1: love those. What's the other one? The Kingsport? I mean, there's so many of the wagon names. They just got forgotten. They were just like model trims, and then they got forgotten about two years later.
0: Yeah. So a lot
1: of those got ditched, you know, Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, even the Bel Air, it didn't last long. I mean, you know.
1: Well, from what?
0: 50, Fifty-one. Fifty-one to sixty-six. Well, I mean, five. It, it had a little drop off. I'm talking more of the wagons too. Oh, it had the drop off there in fifty-eight, though. As far as Bel Air wagons go,
1: they didn't have a Bel Air wagon in fifty-eight. They didn't have a Bel Air Shirley at all in fifty-eight. I don't think did they?
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it dropped off right there. Um, so because yeah, I mean, you had well, no, you you know what? That's
1: something right there. I'm a little puzzled on. <laughs> There's a little hole there in my little in my GM memory. Because you got a fifty eight in Pala, right. which was your top of the line.
0: Was and a you had a Biscayne.
1: Show. Yeah, and you had a Biscayne. Oh no, I guess maybe it wasn't fifty eight Miller. I tell you what, guys, do your research. Comment on the hot rods and hour page. This is one old Rob got stumped on.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not real sure right there. From my knowledge goes blank as all get out from fifty eight to like sixty two. 62, it picks back up, because, you know, you, you got back into your Bel Air, your Impala, your Biscayne, because I had a 53, so I knew the, you know, those three-year cars right there, the, 50, the 52, 3, and 4, I knew those pretty well. 62. So, yeah, I don't know why. I'm, yes, the 62, 63, 64, I knew those cars pretty well, because I had a 63, but that 58, 9, 60, 61, I kind of... It's was just a troubled time. Yeah, it, it was. It was a troubled time. But all in all, I mean, very interesting car. Like you said, very hard to restore. Very hard to find car? one. Yeah, they're absolutely gorgeous. And because of what they are, they do kind of slip through the cracks and you know get forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's time uh, to move on.
1: We'll I don't leave. think they could ever bring that name back. What are you driving? I'm driving that 2018 Yeoman.
0: You know, it kind of sounds like you're driving this little hatchback. You know what I mean? The Yemen. Yeah, it kind of sounds like a modern Chevy It sounds like a
1: Hungarian something. You know, Uh, I don't know.
0: It 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 Actually, it sounds like uh, the name they should have used for the Chevy Volt or something. A Yemen. That's a little Chevy Yemen. Um, Moving on to our number uh, nine spot, though. This is another interesting one. These are the cars that, uh, you know, will be worth money one day. They really will, but they might have been better off forgotten about. The 91 through 93 Chevy Lumina Z34 Coupe. These cars were extremely popular. Everybody's
1: neighbor owned one.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm talking about
1: like the white Luminas with like the Ground Effects kit on them, yep. you know? So it was like mom wanted a new car and she wanted something that was good on gas, but she was feeling kind of sporty, like she used to have a Camaro before she had kids. Oh, yeah. So then she got a Lumina Z34 3.4 automatic. And every one of them, I believe, had red interior in it. Oh, yeah. No, I think they did not make the red ones with the gray interior in them.
0: It had the uh you know, it had the three point four liter uh for ninety two. My
1: neighbor across the street, Sue Carnes, had one of these. Really? She bought it at Kevin Whitaker Chevrolet. It was like her first new car they bought like as a married couple. And I remember this car so much. And she drove this thing, it had like three hundred thousand
0: miles on it. Well, you know, they were available it was kinda cool. They were available in both a four speed and a five speed manual transmission. Or four speed automatic and five speed manual transmission. So it's available in both ways. I've never seen a five speed. That's wild. I bet you it's rare, actually. I bet Extremely. you it's really rare. But the three point four liter LQ one V six and delivered a whopping two hundred and ten horsepower. And so this mean, little about, thing would actually fly. Yeah, think about nineteen ninety one. It was rocking
1: on with a good with a Corvette. I mean, it was that was trucking along pretty good. I mean, you're getting you're putting out early L eighty nine TPI numbers.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, the manual was actually removed from the options list for 94. So, yeah, I mean, they, they didn't make very many manuals at all. Very interesting. Very interesting. It is an interesting car. I mean, and they're not the worst-looking car in the world. It screams the 90s. It does. I mean, they have a, a unique look to them. I mean, I don't know if I'd uh, I'd want one.
1: You would. Uh, well, this uh, is the thing you got to think about. It was competing with SHO tours. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, so... Very cool front-wheel drive car. Can't beat it. But I tell you what else ain't cool is all What's these it? commercials. All right, so you're going to have to learn a little bit more about the uh, the Lumina <laughs> Z34 on your own time. I tell you what, guys, stick around. We got a lot more of this top ten list coming up right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Uh, One zero six three W O R D. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We're on Odd Rods' top ten list of GM cars that have been forgotten about but probably deserved better.
0: Absolutely, and coming up next in our number seven spot. Wasting no time, the 1961 through 65 Greenbrier Rampside. That is your Corvair truck.
1: Right. Now, these things are very neat. And I want to tell you something. They missed the mark. Keep in mind, it had the Corvair rear engine set up. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it was on the—it was actually on Corvair's 95 platform is what it was. The,
1: the thing that was really cool with this, though, it would have been the perfect handicap vehicle, if you think about it. Yeah. Because you think thing has no transmission tunnel in it. If the back was cut open, somebody could take a wheelchair roll right into the side. And right inside it.
0: Or if you were, yeah, if you were able to make some sort of back door on it. Yeah. Or I mean, like
1: the, this could have been a handicap-equipped vehicle in the '60s.
0: Oh yeah, so they were available the 2.4 liter or a 2.7 liter flat six engine, uh, mounted below the slightly rear tailgate area. It was a very unique setup. Um, there's actually guides got a Greenbrier. I you don't know, have rampside. Uh, here in greenville i actually seen the it. Uh, you that. see
1: them float around i mean in the corvair guys that's that little niche group you, you know, know Kichi cool
0: oh Corvairs. Yeah, and they're they're awesome cars um now interesting thing about the Greenbrier is it actually is gm's most obscure and rarest car ever made they only made twenty thousand of other uh greenbriars which that includes your vans and your trucks mm-hmm. um you know and all the panel the window side which they called the sports van when it had windows So, 20,000 only, and the ramp side is actually the rarest option, obviously, of that. So, they are very, very rare, and they are very obscure. Course, you know, Corvairs and their or
1: are, are very, you don't see them compared to other GM cars. And, you know, Corvairs got a real bad rap over the years. You know, of course, you had guys like Ralph Nader, who wrote the book Unsafe at Any Speed. And Ralph Nader is still dead after General Motors. Like that guy, I don't know who at GM messed around with his old lady, but they made him so mad. Yeah. This guy, like, he's still alive today spitting nails because of General Motors. Oh, yeah. And I mean, like, his favorite thing is General Motor Motors moving in reverse into the future yeah i mean he is just like this guy has no love you know like, i want to know what he drives
0: I, i'm sta- i'm starting to see where he's coming from talking about electric corvettes and crap ta-
1: i mean you know boy ralph here <laughs> he may be hitting on something <laughs> he
0: may have been a little ahead of the curve on that but anyhow let's move along to the number six spot that you know the corvary ramps that thing's awesome but let's move along uh to the 1973 through 76 chevelle laguna
1: these cars are so – it's so weird. NASCAR made them
0: extremely popular. It's oh, the yeah.
1: only – like your S3s and things like that. It, it, if
0: you're a Dodge guy, it kind of reminds you of the Cordoba.
1: A little bit. It looks like a Cordoba. And <laughs> uh, the uh, – you know, they're, they're odd. The Chevelle guys hate them. <laughs> you know, your Chevelle guys, they quit making Chevelles in 1972.
0: But you know something cool about it, though? You, you know, for such a rare – or not rare. It is rare. Such an odd car – um and a small car, a 350 was standard.
1: Well, and it's, no, it's not a small car. That's a big car. Yeah, that's yeah. a. Well, they, out, they made keep on the El Camino out of it too. I mean, it's a big car. It's a full frame car. Another thing you got to think about about the, these cars too is a lot of them got cut up and made
0: into race cars. Oh yeah, extremely popular race car. Oh yeah, and they, they were actually had the uh, option of having a 454 under the hood too. Oh yeah with a, a whopping 245 horsepower, which, keep in mind, back in the uh, mid-70s was a lot. Well,
1: the thing is, I mean, it was a torque
0: monster still, though. Horsepower? Eh. Torque? Yes. and 1974, uh, saw the introduction of the uh, optional 400 cubic inch V8. Um, but, you know, the 454 got uh, the Axon 75. Uh, and like I said... Kelly Arbor and NASCAR managed to win two consecutive Winston Cup championships in a 3 uh, So,
1: and that's really good. Now, Keep an eye on this car, has a fiberglass front nose piece on it. Yes. Or a rubber nose, not a fiberglass nose, yes. but a rubber nose on the front. And these days are sport. We actually had one at Carolina Motor Fest this past, yeah, this past part, Carolina one,
0: Motor Fest. The white one's probably my favorite and car. And clean as a pen.
1: It was a neat car. And I'll be honest, when was the last time you saw one?
0: Yeah. And they had a wagon body style as well.
1: They had a wagon, and they had the El Camino's, which was virtually the same body style.
0: Yep other body styles migrated you had the malibu trim level um well the other
1: thing is of course you had your other general motors cars too you know your pontiac can am grand am they were all based off of this car
0: yeah um i really like it. i think you know it's a unique car i think it slid through the cracks and up until that white one popped up at carolina motor fest i had never seen one actually well
1: there's a lot of things you haven't seen young grasshopper
0: (laughs) I mean, I think a very interesting car. Very,
1: very cool car. We lost a lot of those cars to your round track guys and things yes, like that. Did. So you don't see a lot of them. So it's kind of cool to see a, you know, a, a time capsule like that. Oh, and yeah. That car was a nice car. Other than set of rally wheels and white letters, it was pretty much the way it came.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. So let's move right along to our number five spot um, a 1984 through 88 Sprint.
1: Now we're talking about the uh, three cylinder. Interesting story with these cars. Now we're talking about this little economy car they came out with. The sprint was. And this was the the birth of Geo. Yeah. The Sprint. And the thing you got to think about with the little Chevy Sprint was it was a three cylinder, and they actually made a three cylinder turbo. These things got like 70 miles to the gallon.
0: A little overstretch, it got 53 miles to the gallon.
1: No, no, no. That was what they said, though. Well, I mean, this is real world testing. Oh, okay, okay. Another thing that was really cool about these cars is they would handle like they were on rails. A really good friend of mine, his name is David Coggins, he lives right here in Greenville. He's a parts man in Anderson, South Carolina, right now. But I want to tell you something. Coggins used to autocross one of those a turbo three cylinder Chevrolet Sprint.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. I I said, you know, I said they make a cool rally car. Then they do, and, and they, the same idea. They they just have that look to them. Um, this is actually nothing more than a Suzuki Cultist, though. It's all exactly.
1: Well, well, that was another thing too, and then it moved on to the Metro.
0: And, and actually, Suzuki held five percent stake in the company, and GM for every one of these they sold. Exactly. And Suzuki got five well, percent. You know,
1: General Motors teamed up with a lot of people over the years. You know, mm-hmm. I think I think somewhere on your list is going to be a love truck in there. I mean, I would almost feel it. Yeah. What do you think those came from? Isuzu.
0: Exactly. And, and Isuzu kept with GM for a long time, actually. Well, it's like, you know, a lot of your Geo stuff was Toyota. Exactly. Um, talking about the three-cylinder, the three-cylinder, though, how about a one-liter? Mm-hmm. One-liter three-cylinder that produced a whopping 73 horsepower. Yeah, I mean, you know,
1: think about it. How about a Volkswagen Bug back in the day?
0: Oh yeah, what? What did they accumulate like sixty something horsepower?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Well, some were forty-five horse. Yeah, you know, if you had a single port.
0: Yeah, so there were some problems with the Sprint. There was simply no room for anything in it. You know, you put someone like me in it, and that is it. That is the well, end. you know,
1: and then you got cars today like smart cars. People love.
0: Yeah, I know it's crazy. Just different time, different place. Well, the smart car actually is pretty roomy. Like you know, a guy my size, I can get in it and drive it no problem. It's, I want to see it. It's very funny. I have wrapped one, and I can get in it just fine. The Sprint, however, I don't think that is. Uh, I don't think that is remotely pro- possible. I mean, it's just a small hatchback car, but. It's a it. it's a very, very small enough butter point. and
1: a shoehorn we can make it happen.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It it did turn into the uh Geo Metro. And, and you know what? They're not a bad little car. Um good gas mileage. Unique. I think they're kinda ugly. But you know what? The older style cars like that are coming back, the Ford Fie- uh Festivas Fiestas festiva
1: it was the festiva first Festiva, yeah and then it moved to a then fiesta. We
0: moved to the fiesta that's right the ford festivas they're making a comeback No
1: fiesta to festiva. festiva now it's a fiesta again
0: it's the timelines are confusing yeah but i mean you know what they're great little cars and those kind of cars are making a huge comeback like we talked about earlier well guys are tricking them out now oh yeah they are you know stance life bro um and and the car looks good tricked out i mean it's not a bad looking car it's it's jay leno has one of the world's fastest festiva Really?
1: It's got an SHO motor in the back of it.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. But, I mean, so, you know, the Sprint's not the worst thing ever made. I mean, there's, you know, there's worse. You know what I mean?
1: There's worser things. There's worser things. What's next on the list?
0: So let's move right along. How about the 1955 through 58 Cameo Carrier? This would be your introduction to the fleet side Chevrolet. We're talking about the
1: Cameo trucks, and this is probably one of the most beautiful Chevrolet trucks ever made. And I don't know why they broke it down on this list like that, because the fleet side, it just basically turned into the fleet side.
0: Yeah, that's all it did.
1: But But a great truck. I mean, the 55 through 58, the Cameo trucks are gorgeous.
0: They are. They're are And I agree with you, especially 50. eh, I'd say 59 for me. Just a couple little tweaks and changes to it. Well, the
1: 58 and 59 are virtually the same.
0: Yeah, there's just a couple little tweaks. I would say the 59 for me, though. The 59 Cameo is probably one of the most gorgeous trucks ever. It's loaded down with chrome. To me, it's kind of. It's kind of like saying a $100,000 Ford F450. It's just, it's classy. It's classy. Just, it, it's a truck that I wouldn't throw a, a bale of hay in the bed of. it. It's just classy. It's, you know, take your lady out on a Saturday night. You know what I mean? That's
1: what I'm saying. It's the banker's truck.
0: It is. It's loaded down with chrome. Well, they are very
1: expensive trucks, too.
0: Yeah, it's, it's loaded down with chrome. It's luxury. It's got a plush interior in it. I mean, they're nice trucks. Tell you what, what's this next one on the list? Let's go ahead and get it rolling. Oh, uh, let me see here. And I'm sorry, I know I said 59, but uh, 58 is my favorite year. I was
1: over here scratching my head.
0: I mean, like, you tell me one thing,
1: but we're doing something else. The
0: 59 would be really rare, though, wouldn't it? It'd
1: be ultra rare. <laughs>
0: uh, how about up next, the uh, 69 through 72 Kingswood Wagon? these are cool these are also lord knows pan. you would say that well they had the clamshell back end on them problematic at best very problematic however very cool and if you're not familiar with it I
1: mean, imagine the clamshell headlight doors were a nightmare on the buicks can you imagine a back door that's a clamshell
0: <laughs> yeah and there's like nobody that knows how to work on these things that's the craziest thing about it because they are fully mechanical but it's where your tailgate actually literally folds up under the car and your window folds up in the car. Um, very unique, very cool to watch work. Actually found one of these cars a while back that it was working on. Don't know for how long.
1: Yeah. They just don't have a lot of those styling cues like that anymore. No, they really don't. All right, guys. I'll tell you what. Speaking of something else that we do have a lot of, that's commercials, it seems like, guys. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're going to finish this top 10 list up right
0: here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Uh, 106.3 W-O-R-D. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods
1: and Happy Hour. Hot Rod. What's happening What's today? the next one up on our list?
0: How about the 1985 through 88 Chevy Spectrum? Oh. Now,
1: Charter the, or, or, Chevy. The, or the Azuzu iMark. The Azuzu iMark. Or if you were in
0: Japan, it'd be called the Azuzu Gymna. So here's some um some interesting news on this car. Italian car designer Giorgetto Giaro. I'm only saying that once, from here on out we're referring to him only as GG. Mr. GG is the famous Italian car designer that developed this car um, for Isuzu, and GM won a piece. They won one. And uh, they did not want to go through it, Uh, GG did not approve, so GM made the car without their approval, lasting in a long-hated relationship between the two. Hmm. So there's a little buzz around this car. Now the car is kind of cool, it uh, offered a 1.5 liter naturally aspirated four-cylinder or a 110-powered, or this one, that was a 70-horsepower in that option. Or you got the 110-horsepower turbocharged four-banger counterpart. Uh, so the expect, the Spectrum had enough power to move its light frame around. However, it lacked many options uh, like the Isuzu had. Um, most notable was uh, the 125-horsepower 1.6-liter that was available in the Isuzu. So basically, they got all the crap options. Exactly. I mean, neat little car, you know, and then the turbocharged option, you know, with 125 horsepower. 110. 110 horsepower, sorry. You know, it made a little power. It scooted. But yes, it was Isuzu's leftovers and GM's little crap attempt at stealing GG's design. All right, enough of GG. He's just giving me a headache. It's It's hard to say, but I mean, it's another one of those cars It looks like a precursor to a Chevette, just to be honest. But it's a unique little car. It's got well, this is way after the Chevette. Yeah, I mean, but it looks like that though. Mm-hmm. I guess it looks like a post-cursor to the Chevette. <laughs> but um, my mom actually had a Chevette. Actually,
1: my dad had a
0: Chevette drag car. Right. Yeah, there you go. My my mom did not drag racers. Mm. No, it was just it was just ugly. So what's next? Uh, how about the uh, classic seventy two through eighty two Chevy love?
1: No love for the love truck. Although they're starting to get a little popular now. You're starting to see a few of them popping up here and there. Um. Yeah, of course, this was another Zuzu Chevrolet, little deal going together.
0: So, yeah, I guess I guess they got over the whole sprint thing.
1: Yeah. Well, this was before that. Yeah. Right. This was a precursor to this, that. This was
0: the precursor to the sprint. The, uh,
1: you and these timelines. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the love trucks, I vaguely remember them as a child. And then, you know, I'll never forget there was a guy that ran a little filling station above the shop that had one that was like his pride and joy. Yeah. And uh, like they had like the top-of-the-line model, which was called a Mikado.
0: I've only ever known one person with love.
1: and uh, With love. And it's spelled L-U-V. Yeah, L-U-V. Yeah.
0: Um, It was a cool little truck. 1.8 liter, four-cylinder with a two-barrel carburetor. It made a nice 75 horsepower. But it carried this truck pretty well. Have you ever drove one? Because I, I actually drove the guys I know. No. It carried the truck pretty well. It had 88 foot pounds of torque. Well, you got to think about it. a lot
1: of guys put V8s in these things over the years, yeah. and a lot of them got hot rodded, and a lot of them got turned into little mini trucks. You know, okay. And a lot of them got turned into Pepsi cans.
0: This is the funny part. It can haul a 1,400 pound payload in the bed of the truck. Let's flash back to earlier in the show where we talked about the new Honda Ridgeline. Does anybody remember how, many, how much it can haul? Yeah, really. A whopping 1,700.
1: But this was. How many years? I mean, thirty years, before forty years before that. Yeah,
0: and take off almost two hundred horsepower. Yeah, and this thing was doing the same the amount. Of work. This thing was doing the same amount of work. It's funny.
1: I would rather have the love than a rich line.
0: You know what? I have to say, I, I think I, I think I feel much about, about love the same. for the love. But I uh, mean, it's not a bad little truck. I've seen you know I've seen pictures of them with camper shells on the time, and this this was genuinely the precursor to the uh, S10 truck. Yeah. Was, this this, this was, was the pre-S10, which Isuzu carried models of the S10 for years.
1: But it was the other way around. GM made yeah, them. Yeah, GM made Isuzu them. rebranded them.
0: Exactly. Which we talked about that before with the Dodge Dakotas. They did the same thing.
1: But not at first, though. Not at first, though. Isuzu made their own truck. They made the Pup. Chevrolet yep. they made the S10. The square body style. Right. When they went round body, it was the other way around. It was a flip-flop.
0: Yeah, but I mean... A lot 94 of- up. A lot of people have done this. We talked about this before, you know, uh, you know, like your Ford Ranger and then your Mazda B3000. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that's been done before. I mean, that little crossover with mini trucks. they the
1: same thing the Mazda Navajo and Ford Explorer. I mean.
0: Well, you got to think for the longest time, America didn't offer a mini truck. That was only an overseas thing. It wasn't until recently. You know, a lot of people, a lot of foreign countries look at the American truck as like this big gaudy thing where it's just like normal to us. So a little interesting fact. But I think it's time to move along to our number one spot. This is an interesting car. This is a cool car, but it's a it awful... It scares me
1: when you call it cool.
0: It's a cool car, but it is an awful testament to the name of what it what it has on it. The 1988 Nova Twin Cam.
1: Oh. We're talking about the little squared-off looking, like, yeah, the little prism-looking. <laughs> what's that? What's those things you used to do, like the little shapes you used to put together in elementary school? What, like yeah. Telegrams or whatever... Teddy Grahams. One of them, you know, it's like all squared off and chiseled looking, but not cool like the Cadillacs now. Let me
0: tell you something. If you're not familiar with this car, there is nothing about it. Nothing whatsoever that
1: says Nova. It it has the sex appeal of a turnip.
0: Um, It is... Pretty, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's pretty much a Toyota Corolla.
1: Well, it is a Toyota Corolla. Yeah. Well, the thing that was crazy was they took that name, and Chevrolet's done this several times over the years. They took that name. And keep in mind, Nova, they done drug his name through the mud going through the ugly Nova years of 73 through 78, or 79, but, you know, I mean, with the, with the ugly Novas... And, and it's so bad. Like, I got a buddy of mine that's got one of cars. And this is really nice. And the first thing I passed my head, it's ugly Nova. You that's know? ugly Nova. That's how, I mean, it's just how you, you... can fix that. I mean, like, the 68 big-body Novas. And then you got the Chevy two baby Novas. And then you got the muggly Novas, you know? <laughs> the
0: muggly Novas.
1: And, I but you know what? Mugly they were Novas. still a Nova, though. They were front-engine, rear-wheel drive. This was a Toyota with Nova badges on it. And well,
0: it, you know, you're talking about the Prism. It actually became the Geo Prism. Right. So, yeah, it's a Toyota Corolla. Slash Chevy Nova. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. That hurts, doesn't
1: it? I mean, it just oh, it
0: breaks my heart. Well, you know, not to get off subject, it's like in the 90s or early 2000s when they came back out with the Malibu.
1: And I know that was another one. That it's was like, horrible.
0: Mm, mm, mm. That hurt. Right there. So, a 1.6 liter Toyota inline four delivered 110 horsepower instead of 74 ponies, which was the single cam model output. Five speed manual transmission with the twin cam models. While the four-speed automatic replaced the single-cam's three-speed unit and optional transmissions, um, apart from the more potent engine, the twin-cam Nova also uh, boasted sports suspension, disc brakes on all four corners, wider tires, and aluminum wheels. You know that's kind of saying a
1: lot for the time that we're having four-wheel disc brakes on. Oh yeah, like that's, that. That's especially that type of car.
0: That's actually a really big upgrade. Re- I mean, in all honesty, and you know what? I
1: mean, consider you could stop it by sticking your foot out. I mean.
0: I can't testament to these, but they say these cars were actually a lot of fun to drive in the time. And, and mm-hmm. I can imagine they were,
1: you know? I tell you what, you know, it was one of those things that, I mean, I hope it was fun to drive because it sure as hell didn't look cool. That's for sure. <laughs> $2,500. That's insane.
0: No, $2,500 was the up badged kit to get the twin cam over. Oh,
1: you paid another $2,500, Yes, to have, sir. To have a cool Nova.
0: Yes, you paid $2,500 for that twin cam setup. Cool. Oh. But, I mean, they were unique. You know, it came with some, uh, you know, like the red pinstripe down the side and across the bumper, red badging, you know, different things like that. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, for yeah, it, that
1: That right there, that's the best thing you said all day about it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nah. Yeah. Nah. I mean it, it there's nothing to say for this car should have should you forget about them no they are a unique part of GM's history i I hate they called it a uh, nova they should have called it a uh
1: uh grasshopper
0: well, what was those uh, little Corsicas? It, should, it was like a precursor to the Corsica.
1: Well, you know, the Corsica and the Beretta, which was a four-door. Uh, the Corsica was a four-door Beretta. Yeah. And then you had the Beretta, which was a really cool car. That was another car that didn't get the love it deserved.
0: Oh, you're the right. The Beretta was a
1: neat car. You had the Z34 well, Beretta.
0: Yeah, they had the Z34 and the Beretta. That, that was you're right. the Z26. The Z26, yes, yes, yes. You're right. A girl I went to high school with actually had one of those
1: And the cars. Z24 or, uh, Cavalier. Yep.
0: Um, So, the 88 Twin Cam Nova, it's a unique car. I'm sure someone's got that pristine baby put away somewhere. I don't know. One day they will be worth them. One
1: day to to somebody there's, there's a butt for every seat guys. There's a butt for every seat.
0: Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for playing along. Thanks for hanging out and uh, listening to our annoying uh, butts.
1: (laughs) That's right. Uh I'll tell you what, we're going to find a seat guys. Thank you for listening in to hot rods and happy hour right here on one Oh six, three W O R D.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.